You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Plus Podcast. We're starting the Gospel of Mark today, so I want to step back and, and think just real quick before we look at Mark chapter 1 about the four Gospels in general. And I think it's important to think about why we have four Gospels, four different accounts of one person. So one analogy that I've always liked is is um, reading, reading the four Gospels is like climbing the same mountain from four different sides. So think about that. You got a big mountain and there's four different ways up to the top. And the mountain is the person and work of Jesus. Those 33 and a half years of Christ's life and ministry, which is a massive and unmovable uplift in human history. It's just there, sitting there confronting us uh, and it, it's awesome and it's huge and it's sublime and it's inviting us and calling us to come climb and explore and get to the top. And although each path up takes you to the top of the same mountain, the overall vista seen from each side is site specific. Okay. So the four gospels give us four different outlooks from the same mountain. Again, that mountain of Jesus Christ, right? His his life and ministry. And it's only by climbing up that side of the mountain that we can see that particular view. Again, the, the view from the mountain is site-specific. So we shouldn't think that if we have, you know, climbed Matthew, quote, quote, and have seen the view that he presents, that we don't need to climb Marker or any of the others. You will miss, you will miss astounding vistas of Revelation if you don't. And there's always a danger, you know, as we read Mark, after we've read Matthew, there's always a danger that we just kind of stop paying attention because we think that we've already seen all this. So let's not be like that. We're climbing up a new side of the mountain and we're going to see a whole new uh, revelation and view on the person work of Christ. And so while it's, you know, it can be very beneficial to read each gospel in harmony with the others and fill in the details to form a complete picture. It's also important to read each gospel as a whole. In other words, we should let Mark be Mark. Our first response to a story shouldn't be to jump out of Mark to another gospel and see what that other gospel writer says. We should ask, why did Mark tell it like this or arrange it like this? Because Mark is giving us a specific view of Christ and what he's here to do. And so just to review, some of you guys know this, but the four aspects of Christ in the four gospels is Matthew shows us Christ as a king. Mark shows us Christ as a servant. Luke shows us Christ as the perfect human being. And John shows us Christ as the the uh, the God of life, the God, God himself. And so each gospel enlarges our view of who Christ is and expands our understanding of just how good the good news is. If we only had one of these Gospels, we would have a lot of good news. But when we put these four Gospels together, we see we have a comprehensive good news that, that's got us wherever we're at. Authority, service, humanity, 
and God as life. Okay, so let's think about Mark here. I want to give an overview of Mark, and we're going to see how, number one, Mark presents us Christ as a servant, and then we're going to think about that the gospel is a service that Christ performs. It's not just a message. It's not just a royal edict, kind of like in Matthew. It's a service that Christ performs. So number one, we're going to look at the gospel as a service. Number two, we're going to look at the result of the gospel service. And number three, specifically in Mark chapter one, we're going to see the content of the gospel service. So we're going to see the gospel service, the result of the gospel service, and the content of the gospel service. Okay, so Mark as a whole is showing us Christ is a servant. And the key verse really that governs all of Mark is Mark 10, 45. It's a verse we need to take in, pray over, muse upon. It's awesome. And all of Mark is going to be, in a sense, uh, concrete details supporting this thesis. And that is Mark 10, 45 says, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this verse is telling us why the Son of Man came. He came, paradoxically, not to be served. That's maybe what we would think God would come in the flesh and demand service. But Mark is saying, yes, that's true. As a king, you know, all of us are subject to Christ. We must bow the knee. We must, um, you know, obey the commandments. And, And Matthew ended on that note. But Mark is showing us, There's only one way to come up to that standard, and that is for Christ to lower himself, for God himself to lower himself and become a servant to serve us with all that we need, and we're going to see reproduce himself in us. And so Mark chapter 1, verse 1 begins, unlike the other gospels, it just straight up, it begins uh, with a bang. It says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And this gospel doesn't begin with a royal genealogy, with his childhood experience, with his eternal preexistence, the gospel begins immediately with action, with his service. And that is because the gospel is his service to sinners. His whole ministry is to serve us. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever asked the Lord to serve you? Have you ever said, Lord, serve me in this area of my life. Serve me with this. Serve me with peace. Serve me with joy. Serve me with forgiveness. Serve me with strength. Serve me with whatever it is we need. Christ is here as a servant to serve us. It's unbelievable. This is his heart. And later on, we'll see um, in Mark 10, 51, he asks this question. I love this. He just straight up says to, to this blind beggar, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And that question, the Lord is still asking to us right now. What do you want me to do for you? Of course, his service is bounded by the will of God, but this shows us his heart is to serve us. And it's amazing to think that the one we are reading about in the Gospel of Mark with his detailed and diligent service is the same person right now dwelling within our spirit with the same serving heart. So we need to know him as the servant. We need to know him not just as the king overruling our situation, but the servant who comes into our situation and serves us with whatever we need. He's the one who waits on us, attends to us, and renders uh, that saving service to us. So 
This service is none other than God himself. Look at verse 3. It says, quoting Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Now, Mark is using this verse in light of Jesus. And verse 2, in light of John the Baptist, John prepared his way, uh, made straight the Lord's paths, and introduced us to Jesus as the servant of the Lord. But verse 3 identifies the prepare the way of the Lord in, in, in context of Isaiah chapter 40. This is the Lord Jehovah. This is God himself. And so, again, the servant here is none other than God himself, lowering himself, stooping beneath our situation and sin and need and serving us. And this, this is incredible because John um, in verse 7 says, this person coming after me, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandal. And yet, out of love and compassion and humility, God himself stoops below us, not to untie our sandal, but to untie our sin, to, to pay the price for our sin, and to save us with his ultimate act of service, which is his death on the cross. Okay, so in Mark chapter 1, we begin to see key characteristics of this service, and I don't have time to look at all these in detail, but you can notice um, four characteristics, key characteristics of a service. Number one, diligence. This will be uh, vividly on display throughout the gospel through the word immediately. Immediately he does this. Immediately he responds. Uh, 42 times the gospel of Mark uses this word. In reading it, uh, it, it kind of it's kind of jarring to keep saying immediately this, immediately that. But it points to the Lord's diligence to respond immediately to the need uh, we have and to serve us and to meet our need. Number two, verse 27 says, with authority, he orders the unclean spirits and they obey him. So God has authorized his service. The Lord is anointed with the spirit and God delights in his service and he is authorized to act on our behalf. And when he acts, everybody must obey his service. So he doesn't begrudgingly do things for us uh, because point three, verse 41 he says, I am willing. So another characteristic of his service is he's, his willingness. We're not twisting his arm when we ask him to serve us with his salvation and life and all of his virtues and attributes. He is poised to attend to us. He's willing. I am willing. I love that. And also in verse 40, 41, we see his compassion. He's moved with compassion. Our human situation and neediness that requires his service again is not something he begrudgingly uh, acquiesces to, but it's moved with compassion. His service is motivated by divine compassion. Okay, let's go on to number two. So number one was the gospel is a service. I hope you see that. Number two is, what is the result of this gospel service? And this is looking at the gospel of Mark as a whole. And it's looking at the beginning and the end. You can see this in four verses. The result of Christ's service to us is he's reproduced and enlarged. This is awesome. Mark begins with the service of one person, but it ends with the service of many people. Mark begins with Jesus coming out to proclaim the gospel and calling disciples to be with him. And Mark ends with the disciples going out to proclaim the gospel and the Lord working with them. So you can see this in four verses. Mark 1.14 says, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. Mark 16.15 says, the Lord says to them, go into all the world and you proclaim the gospel to all creation. So initially Jesus proclaims the gospel at the, at the end of the mark, at the end of Mark, since his service has uh, met our need 
and saved us and reproduced himself in us, we can be one with him and he can be one with us as we proclaim the gospel. Mark 138, Jesus says, let us go elsewhere that I may preach. Mark 16, 20 says, they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. So the beginning of the gospel, the Lord preaches elsewhere. The end of the gospel, we preach everywhere. And the Lord's working with us in oneness. So this is the result of the gospel service. We continue the gospel service in oneness with Christ, and he works with us to continue this gospel service. Okay, lastly, Mark chapter 1. The main point of Mark 1, there's so many details that are good and juicy, but the main point of Mark chapter 1, in a sense, as Mark is to show us what is the content of the gospel service. So this is our third point. Mark puts five stories together, the second half of this chapter, showing us what is what is in this gospel service. What is it involved? What's the content? Well, he just shows us five points, and I just want to point these out and leave them uh, up, leave them to you for your uh, musing upon and, and praying over and, and studying. But Mark shows us what is the gospel, and it's five things. Proclaiming the gospel, teaching the truth, casting out demons, healing the sick, and cleansing the leper. This is the gospel service the Lord renders to us. And each one of these is a what of the gospel. Mark chapter 2 is going to show us the way he carries out his gospel service. How does he do that? But Mark 1 shows us what is the content of the gospel service? What does it involve? And each one of these is a service he performs for us the proclamation of good news, glad tidings to our miserable situation. That is a service he provides to gladden us, to announce good news to us. The truth to teach us, enlighten us, shine on us, instruct us. That's a service he performs. Casting out demons to break Satan's stronghold over us and and his demonic disturbances in our lives. Jesus casts that out. That's a service he performs for us. Healing the sick, our fever, our rage, our intemperance, our unnatural and abnormal lust and temper, you know, it rages within us like a spiritual sickness. The Lord's service is to heal that. And finally, it's to cleanse the contamination of sinfulness that isolates us from God and from other human beings and restores us into fellowship and community. These five awesome, precious acts is the content of the servant of God, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh as our servant. And the gospel is a service and the gospel will reproduce this unique servant in all of us so that we can continue his gospel service to this world. Hope you're excited to launch into the gospel of Mark. It's a fast paced and vivid gospel, but it's so powerful and touching in showing us God's service in Christ to sinful human beings. Amen.